Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Pretty Good Day. I'm your host, Jared Petty. Before Alana comes on, a couple of things to go through. First, I want to thank our Patreon producers, Nick Rier and Robert Nieder, whose generous support makes this show possible. A lot of you have chosen to give to us on Patreon. It's, it's how we're funded, and it means the world to me that you're so generous. Uh, money ain't easy to come by, and the fact that you choose to support us uh, in that particularly beneficial way uh, well, my gratitude is is not lost on that fact. So thank you for your generosity. For all of you who subscribe, who take part in the Facebook group, I, who listen every week, who write to me, I received so many encouraging messages over the last month. I, you can't know how much I needed them. And uh, there were days where words from y'all absolutely changed the course of what was happening for me, changed the way I was thinking. Encouragement, especially genuine encouragement, like I've received from so many of you is one of life's great and precious gifts. And uh, I wanted to express my gratitude to you for that. Uh, additionally, uh, a uh, little piece of mail I wanted to read to you. We get stories every now and then and we'll share them. But uh, this is one that stood out. It's actually related to uh, one of our Patreon exclusive episodes. I talk about Patreon a lot uh, because need money. But uh, we do give uh, quite a bit of stuff out as, as back or rewards on Patreon, including several different kinds of uh, exclusive or early episode. First, we have our monthly Patreon exclusives. Uh, we also have single servings, which are kind of shorter behind the scenes uh, audio episodes. Then we have early access to a pretty good day. And of course, Pizza and Dinosaurs presents the Thirst of Laser Dracula, which is our kind of interactive storytelling show. Lots there behind that. But uh, on this month's uh, Patreon exclusive, uh, we talked about amusement parks, and uh, somebody wrote back about that. When my wife and I were in high school, or pardon me, when my wife and I were going steady in high school back in 1966, we had not done the deed yet, and I took her to this old local amusement park in San Antonio called Playland Park. Love old local amusement parks. I took her on the rocket roller coaster, a very large vintage wooden roller coaster. It was very loud and very scary. It scared her so badly that she did not have her period for two months. She told me this and asked me if she could be pregnant. And I remember telling her, if you're pregnant, you better light some candles because three wise men are coming from the East. We both laughed so hard at Easter fears and her period finally started the night of that conversation. That's an unusual story. Uh, I like unusual stories. I like stories that are so strange they must be true. So thank you so much for writing in and sharing that one with us. Thanks to all of you who have written in and shared your stories uh, with me. Well, we're getting ready to start a Pretty Good Day episode two, which is funny. We've done several Pretty Good Days, but they were kind of in a, in a beta period now. We're going to roll one of these out every now and then. You can get early access uh, to the audio versions uh, on um on Patreon, but we're going to start rolling these out as part of the weekly uh, rotation. If you're not familiar with A Pretty Good Day, uh, it's a part of Pockets Full of Soup. Pockets Full of Soup presents, but a little different focus. Instead of telling the stories of the people or places or things that we're thankful for, it's a storytelling show about the days in our lives that we just can't help but remember, the ones that stand out, those moments that make all the rest of them worth getting through. Uh, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about this week with my friend Alana. Sometimes I'm going to do these by myself because some of you have requested I do that. You like the kind of straight to the camera storytelling. But this month, uh, Alana's going to share hers. I invite you 
and encourage you to send me your stories. I'd love to know the stories of your good days. I also want to invite you to become a part of our Facebook group. Uh, if you're willing to do that, uh, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't cost anything. And it's a nice community of people constantly sharing things. Lately, people have taken to sharing endeavors that they're trying, projects, uh, podcasts, things like that. And it's a, it's a lot of fun going through and seeing what folks are doing, giving feedback and encouraging there. But I like to hop in and uh, say hi every now and then, catch people up on what's happening in my life. Well, anyway, I think I've uh, babbled on long enough here. So why don't we get to the... Uh, the part of the show with the, uh, the interesting guest. I am so grateful to you for sticking with us through these last months. And, uh, I hope if you have the opportunity that you'll, uh, seek out a friend and share the show with them. Um, I'm looking forward to, to what's coming soon, but what's happening right now is also exciting. And I, I want to thank you for coming along for this whole ride. Uh, so without further ado, let's uh, find out about Alana Pierce's Pretty Good Day. Hi, everybody. Welcome uh, back to A Pretty Good Day, Episode 2. I'm your host, Jerry Petty, joined by the extravagant, the illustrious Alana Pierce. Hi. Hi. Uh, Alana, you are a Charalara Zigazongadard. Uh, what's that? That's how you say it, yep. right? Yeah. You uh, you have the, the YouTube channel for I the... Do. How does one say this? It's Charalanazad. It's Alana in the middle of the word Charizard. Yeah, it's really not that difficult at all, but I it's, love to make it difficult. It's difficult spelling. Yeah. So we are here together on Max Govell's couch. Yeah, I think this is Max's yeah, couch, is, right? Yeah. Not, or is this your couch? No, this is Max's couch. Max's couch. Yeah. That's his cat up mm -hmm. there. His dog's wandering around here somewhere. Yeah. His strange, uh, I think Marty Sleva is wandering off yeah, uh, uh, over there in the dark. Boba Fett uh, cut out over there. Boba Fett over there. Yep. But we're most interested not in these distractions, but rather in you and the story of a pretty good day in your life. Okay. Uh, thank you for coming back and doing this. You oh, happy were to be here. one of my all-time favorite Pockets episodes. Thank you. Uh, when we were very first starting the show, you came on and just knocked it out of the park. Thanks, man. Uh, it made me so happy. And also did a Patreon exclusive once, which was a lot of fun. That was fun. Yeah, I had a good time with that. We And uh, so now uh, I want to ask you about this day. Um, just uh, tell us a little bit about a day that meant a lot to you. You know, it's really hard to pick a very good day, right? I've had a, a few good days. Yeah. So right now I'm tossing up between two. Okay, you're tossing up between two. So mm -hmm. I, I need gotta, you got to – it's time to commit. It's time to commit. Can I tell you both and then you pick? What is that? Yes, that's what's happening. Wow. Okay, one. Curveball thrown in. One is uh, – the first time I moved to the U.S., the first day that I saw my mom after having moved countries again. I saw her in uh, L.A. airport, and uh, I think we had gone six months without seeing each other for the first time ever. Okay. The second is uh, also in the U.S., so okay. both pretty recent because it's easy to remember. Wow. Is when uh, I, on a total whim, I had a really bad week and uh, basically flew myself to Alaska to travel by myself. Uh, I went dog sledding and went and see and went and saw uh, the Northern Lights. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're just like, hey, I think I'm going to go dog sledding in Alaska this weekend. Yeah, I made a lot more money back then. Okay. <laughs> so um, I just flew to Alaska and and had an amazing time. Wow, those are both extraordinary. Uh, I'm surprised they're both in America. You're Australian and you've lived here in the United States for what about four years? Yeah, three years now. For three yeah, years. I've had now. great okay. days, but obviously these are fresher. You know, these are fresher. Yeah. So you're going with that. I. Wow. Are you really going to make me pick? Yes. Okay, dog sled. I'm sorry, because okay. I care Screw very mom. much. No, no, moms are great. I love moms, and moms are full of sentiment <laughs> and joy, and 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 your mom in particular, from what you told me She's about her. She's pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. But 
I'm sorry. I, I've always wanted to go to Alaska, and I've never been. It's my favorite place that I've ever been. And I, I saw that one movie about the sled dogs that talked, and it wasn't very good. Oh, I've seen um, that movie. But uh, Oh, you've seen that movie? Yeah. Okay, so I built a dog sled once. So that's another weird story. Ooh, cool. Uh, but let's hear about the sled dog weekend. So you were you were, you said you were having a, like a craptastic week or something? Yeah. Um, it was actually kind of... So I was studying at the time. I, I basically moved to the US. Uh, I got a university transfer to, transfer to San Jose University with the intention of getting a job in games media in the US. Okay. That was a long orchestrated plan. Worked uh, out. It worked out great. I'm now full-time at IGN. So yep. that was what I intended to do, and I did it. And that was really the only way that I could easily get into the country and network with people. So it was around the same time as GDC and PAX East, which were two conventions I was going to, but I also had finals. So it was just this incredibly hectic, stressful time where I really had to um, toss up between which was more important, that career motivation and what I was really working towards, and my grades, which were the only thing that were effectively funding me to keep living where I was because... Ah. Uh, scholarships and rent were paid based on what my grades were. Okay. Uh, so it was hell. I was really, really stressed. And um, I I think I ended up doing all of it and survived, but, you know, tore my hair out in the process. It was hard. Yeah. Were you sleeping? Oh, no, not really. No, not really, yeah. you know? So so when, when you had felt those two kind of different things tugging at you, which one ultimately won out? I actually think... Uh, what I ended up doing was doing the least possible work I could for university to still get the grades that I needed and figuring out what that was. <laughs> and the uh, work commitments won. Uh, if you were to give one piece of advice to people that are getting ready to enter college or just starting college based on your experience going through university, uh, what, do you, what do you got for them? Um, I think that I personally, uh, and obviously this is really different for everyone. Yeah felt like I wasted my time studying. Absolutely. There are totally valuable things that I learned, but uh, because I started writing about games and writing as a freelancer before I started studying, mm -hmm. um, and I, it was just a skill that I wanted to add, I really feel like I would be further in my career now if I had not spent so much time filling out papers that are kind of unnecessary to the industry that I'm in. What's, uh, what's the most notorious unnecessary thing you remember right except it just stands out in your mind you're like why did i do this and i, I guess to... that's kind of a difficult question i realize because no it's easy i had to make a tumblr blog they made me make a blog uh for one of my subjects where i had to write just like little blogs about movies i was seeing at the time or something like that and okay. get graded on it and that just felt insane to me it was what, like... what was it about it that bugged you I think the fact that I'd been doing it for years before that, actually. <laughs> it was like, can I just give you my actual blog? They're like, no, you have to start a new one. You have like, to start a new one. You can't just show the one you did before. Yeah. That does seem kind of silly, yeah. actually. No no, no leniency for that. Honey. No, it was pretty insane. So what did you write about on your artificial timber blog? Okay, so I actually uh, found a way to make it cool. Okay. I decided to write about the different kinds of Asian pop. Oh, wow. Okay. So what are some of the different kinds of Asian? Uh, like K-pop, J-pop. Yeah. So I basically wrote about uh, how pop stars are treated differently in these different countries and mm -hmm. the different sounds and influences. So like I kind of, I made it interesting for myself, but at the same time, it was like I could literally write whatever I wanted. What's something the person on the street might not know about uh, different kinds of Asian pop? Um, you know, I want to say in uh, China specifically that... Uh, a lot of their pop artists are totally fabricated and kind of bought out. Um, oh. So they like cancel certain, uh, basically their version of American Idol. Uh, okay. They decided that the people who are on that show were becoming too influential and thus too powerful. So they canceled the show. 
Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's amazing. That was like a government decision? Yep. Wow. No, I did not know that. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. crazy. fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, getting back to <laughs> college, I'll take you down a lot of tangent roads uh-huh. here. Please forgive me. Things are going awful. You're tired. You're literally, you described tearing yeah. your hair out. I hated it, yeah. Okay, so so your solution is go to Alaska. Yes. How do you make that leap? I, I, because I was also working at the time, right? So I was hosting a show that was, I could do remotely. So I was recording it myself, but it was still very demanding. It was full time, but I was making a lot of money. So okay. I uh, had kind of a checklist when I moved to the US of places that I really wanted to visit whenever I had spare time. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually a friend I was living with in this international house, it was called, there were just, I think some 70 international students, people from different countries, which was actually awesome that was probably the best part of studying that was a okay. really cool experience so you're living there at san jose uh is san jose state or, or yeah it was san jose state that i attended but i was i was kind of offside but yeah. you're living offside at the universe like at, at a international house yeah what's an international house like for nobody for, for people who haven't lived there before uh it's i think it's maybe campus funded i'm not actually sure okay. um, but it is literally a very very big dorm mm-hmm. that is solely available for international students to live wow in. so it's Anybody from outside the United States can come live here. We did actually have a few people from the U.S., so I guess that they uh, have a caveat that caveat that if they help, okay, uh, and like do things around the house, then they're allowed to stay there as well. Okay, but they have to go through a pretty strict uh, application process, and they have a, a limit on how many American students are allowed. But um, yeah, we had I think thirty countries or something. So you met some pretty amazing people. Yeah, it was I incredible. Imagine. Yeah, and there's people that I still talk to who live in Germany and Amsterdam and uh, Japan. So I uh, so you live in an international house, mm-hmm. but you decided you'd always wanted to go to Alaska. Yeah. Why Alaska? What was the appeal of Alaska? As an Australian, what about Alaska? Drew. Um, absolutely, the Northern Lights. Yeah. But the the reason that relates to the international house is that uh, I met someone who had traveled and been to Alaska. Oh. Uh, just before they got to the house. Okay. So he had all of these incredible photos of. The Northern Lights, the dog sledding, all of that stuff that I was like, I'm so sold on this trip. I'm doing what you did. Yeah. I want to reward myself for how hard I've just worked. I also really want to break from people and this environment, which, you know, when you live in a house that also has people studying constantly, it kind of has that vibe that you're never, you never really feel like you have free time. Okay. You always feel some kind of work is tied to that environment. Yeah. There's pressure all around you. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, finals week in college. It's just sort of a, it's like the air hissing out of a balloon, just yep. inflating. And even when you're done with yours, you can just feel it happening all around you. People just at the edge of, of complete physical and mental exhaustion, mm-hmm. slowly losing their minds, trying to cram, trying to, yeah, it's, it's, it's intense. Awful. It is. It's very, so you, or decide to go to Alaska. What, what is the uh, what is the Alaska of Australia? Do you guys have one? Probably Tasmania. Tasmania, yeah, because it's it's the island off by itself. Yeah. Right? Okay. So for folks, Ameri- most Americans I think have heard of Tasmania, but outside of Looney Tunes characters, uh, know very little about it. Ah, Tasmania. Uh, have you been to a Tasmania? I haven't. No, I wish okay. that I had. Um, but it's, I think, one of the least populated parts of the country, and is sort of an island by itself. The only significant island the one that shows up on the map basically mm-hmm. um and i think they actually do have the aurora borealis visible from tasmania at some points in time is it also the aurora borealis when you're in the southern hemisphere i don't know because I, I think aurora Borealis that's like the northern lights i don't know what what do they call this is it are there southern lights i assume yes yeah i don't actually know but oh, okay. i mean similar effect in the sky basically oh, uh, i wow. think can be visible from tasmania sometimes i did not know that yeah. by the way 
another person has emerged from from the basement. There are just all kinds of. It's amazing that the life forms that dwell There's in several this people home, in this house. Yeah, there are all kinds of people in this house right now. This is extraordinary. <laughs> but they keep emerging for different nooks and crannies. It's kind of a, kind of fantastic. The endless. I'm really just waiting for like for like Max to poke out of that dresser over yeah, there. Yeah, like, like hi everybody. <laughs> all right, he's so tall. He is. He's a tall, tall man. Alaska. Yeah. So you go and you spontaneously buy a ticket, or do you plan this ahead of time? I planned it about a week in advance. Okay. Um, as the reward for finishing everything, right? Okay. So I uh, booked my flight. Where'd oh, you fly into? I completely forgot that there was also a thing where the first time that I booked the flight, I had an exam that changed time. So uh, my exam showed up when I had booked the flight, and I had to end up changing it. Oh wow! Yeah, it was like that happened as well. I had to. I had to changed my flight which cost me a ton of money because it was really last minute um, okay. because of an exam so um i flew into anchorage yeah uh which is i mean it was still beautiful and snowy and i was kind of on the tail end of an ice sculpting festival oh wow which was both uh amazing and kind of funny because they were melting so some of the things just looked horrific just like, yeah there was like a really terrifying dolphin kind of like grotesques on little, like beautiful art that, that it obviously is like yeah. melted away by a, a, a nuclear bomb a going little off bit. nearby or yeah. something it sounds kind of amazing it, yeah that's almost better well it was i was very entertained but yeah. it was all very pretty, and that was like a park was sectioned off just to show off all these. So you land in Anchorage. What's your first impression of Anchorage? Is it just like this sure is a northern city, or like you get out? Is it cold? Oh, it's freezing. Yeah. Um, that was, I guess, probably the most north I've ever been in my life. Okay. Actually. So um, had you experienced cold like that before? Not quite like that. Were you dressed for it? Yes. Okay. I did oh. come prepared. I Prepped rented up. snow gear and okay. I had thermals and everything. I, I was prepared. Okay. I still so have cool. my snow boots that I bought for that. Okay. So you step out in Anchorage, day or night? Uh, it was nighttime when I arrived. So you're like, where are the lights? Does it start like that? Like, or... You can see lights in the cities. Yeah, but, really? I didn't uh, know that, actually. You, sometimes, very rarely. But mm -hmm. I did um, book a bus trip to go to see the lights specifically. And because they show up at really late at night, we didn't leave until around 4 p.m. And then drove the whole way to the Northern Circle. Is this the same day you get off the plane? This is the next day. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So, you so go, I hung you out crash. in Anchorage, just slept, you know. You just, did you know anybody there? No. So you just wander and see anybody? What'd you do your first night there? Just go and uh, go to I bed? I slept. Yeah, I was super tired that day, so okay, I, I just get, went to bed. Do you get up and you find the bus? Is it? When, I'm trying to imagine an Alaska Northern Light tour bus. What is that like? Very small. They came and picked me up. Okay. Um, and we had a tour guide who the whole way just pointed out a lot of really cool things about Alaska. Uh, would stop to try and see moose. Wherever we could. Did because, you see moose? Yeah, plenty. Yeah, wow. along the sides of the roads. Um, there are also loads of houses that we passed that were just kind of in the woods that he would be like, yeah, don't go there. You will get shot. Okay. Yeah, so apparently people that can be very protective of their property. Like, just don't go that way or somebody may shoot you. Yes. Now, um, in Australia, firearms exist, but not really widespread now, right? Well, I would just say that uh, we have strict gun control. Okay. Uh, so had you ever contemplated anyone shooting at you for walking up to their house before? No. What were your thoughts on the matter? I think <laughs> my first thought was, huh, I'm really in a different country. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I was scared. I think that I just reacted that in a way that was like, this sure is different. Yeah. Now, you'd been living in California for a while. Yeah. And then you come to Alaska. Uh, obviously, the, Australia, immense place. Uh, a lot of breadth and, and, and diversity in mm -hmm. Australia. When you contrasted California to Alaska, were you surprised by how different it was? Or were you pretty much ready for that? I mean, I don't think that I even would have thought to compare the two because they are so vastly different in every way. But there are some things that 
when traveling in the U.S. that surprised me, which are the things that wouldn't occur to you. And I remember like being on planes in the U.S., looking out the window. Uh, I have this vlog from where I first moved here on my YouTube channel. And this is stuff that I'm used to now. But I said, when you look out the window, everything, there are just so many mountains and they look like they're silver. And I think that still stands, that there are silvery looking mountains. Whereas when you fly over Australia, it's green and flat for the most part. It's a just lot of water. Kind of green, flat, straight down? Yep. Really? I just see that's not what I would have thought of when I it thought of Australia. It just looks so different. But obviously, the places you fly most in Australia are all on one coast and kind of in a straight line. Okay. So that's different too. But from the sky, just they look so, so, so different. Did you know mountains were silver before you came here? No. Why? I don't know why they're silver. Yeah? I still don't understand that. Like, was it snow? Like, what makes the mountains silver? Hmm. If you know what makes the mountain silver, <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Pocketsfullzoop.com. Um, beyond that, uh, anything else? Any other surprises, things you don't think of when you travel? Differences? Oh, there's definitely words. I actually have two videos on my YouTube channel about that. Uh, words that I didn't even know were different until I said them. And one of them that really threw me off recently was a housemate asked if I could buy her gummy candy. Oh, and yeah, I, gummies. Sure. I had no idea what that meant. What a gummy meant. Oh, wow. Well, what, was it, what was your mental image? Okay, so I know I, I relate gummy to gummy bears. So okay. I knew that that was like a kind of thing. Okay. Candy in Australia tends to specifically be a sweet, which we actually refer to as lolly, which is hard. So when someone asked me for a gummy candy, I thought that she was saying something that was hard on the outside, but really gummy on the inside. So candy in Australia is... Hard. Oh, that's fascinating. So it wasn't gummy that was obviously. So this is a. It was, like it a was the combination of gummy and contrast. candy. Yeah, I oh, was that's super lovely. confused. I would never have thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, in a million years. By the way, uh, that YouTube channel, if people want to check it out, <laughs> is youtube.com slash Charlanazard. There we are. Charlanazard. <laughs> uh, back to Anchorage. So moose mm -hmm. on the side of the road. Yeah. Houses full of people with guns. Mm -hmm. And then 4 p.m. driving northward. Uh, when's it get dark? I. You know, I don't remember what time it got dark, but I remember the most beautiful uh, sunset that I've ever seen. Really? What made it so striking? I took a photo of it. Um, I mean, the whole trip was just so gorgeous, but there were just so many colors and we would look off into the distance into nothing but trees that were covered in snow. Mm -hmm. So just that beautiful peppered white. And uh, the sky was basically just bright pink and blue. And I feel like that's by virtue of being so far away from everything, but... I mean, air pollution is just really not half as much of a thing up there as well. So it was really clear. It was just a gorgeous sunset. And in every part of this trip, I was freezing cold, but didn't care hmm. because it was so pretty. Wow. Just grabbed by the beauty. Of Absolutely. That. Yeah. That's extraordinary. Did you make any friends on your trip up? They're not people I've kept in contact with, but yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, everyone I met there was lovely, really. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The only person that gave me a bad impression was another Australian. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> everyone else was great. <laughs> Everybody but the one other Australian. That's funny. Um, hopefully, they didn't confuse the two of you. No, very no. different. Yes. Okay. So, you make your way north. You see this beautiful sunset. And does the Borealis appear? No. Gotta, oh. wait, gotta wait until it's dark. Okay. So, we drive out to the Northern Circle. Yeah. Uh, I get a certificate signed that says that I've been in the Northern Circle, okay. which not many people have, I suppose. And Is there like a Northern Circle certificate station? They had them on the two of us. Um, but, I mean, when we got there, there was a sign saying that we had made it to the Northern Circle. Wow. 
Okay. Or the Arctic Circle. That's right. Yeah. You're the Arctic Circle. Yeah, which was really cool. Um, and the I step outside, and I should mention I have really bad asthma. I mentioned this when I was on the previous episode. Um, and it's minus forty degrees. That's very cold. Yeah. Is this so, Fahrenheit or Celsius, you think? I mean, they're pretty close at yeah, that point, actually. Right. Um, so so close. It doesn't matter. Just too, minus cold, too cold for anything. It was freezing. And uh, that basically means that I was just punched in the chest with asthma. As soon yeah. as that van door opened, I immediately got asthma. And Were you prepared for it? No. Oh. I had no idea that that would be a thing. Okay. A change of temperature has always kind of triggered my asthma, but never that intensely have I gotten asthma so quickly. It usually starts slowly and builds up. But okay. literally just punched in the chest with asthma. Still didn't care. Uh, I looked up and we had what was called a wolf moon, which Ooh. is where there's the moon and then around the moon there's like an extra ring. Okay. I still don't really know what that is, hmm. uh, but it's called a wolf moon. And that in itself was amazing, uh, but because I only brought my iPhone, I couldn't get any photos of that, which is probably one of my biggest regrets about this whole trip. Because you didn't get that picture. Did not get a picture of that cool I'm wolf sorry. moon. So then we wait for about... Half an hour, they they keep us in the van. They say, yeah, sometimes the Aurora Borealis takes a while. Sometimes it won't show up. There's no guarantee that it would have shown up the whole yeah. time. And I started to fall asleep uh, on my seat in the van when the tour driver woke us up and said it's finally here and took us outside. And it started as just this one line through the middle of the sky, which was a kind of like grayish green. Okay. And then I guess over the course of probably 15 minutes became this full night sky lit up in green and the colors vary depending on basically what's happening in the atmosphere but we had green and yellow they can be purple and red as well but you got green and yellow green and yellow and is it bright no it's really bright it lights up everything and it's also the most fascinating part about that for me was that it you would expect it to be kind of still it moves constantly it's like a river one second it'll be vertical then it'll be horizontal it it moves all over the place it's aggressive in movement it moves constantly it never stays still so it's just every single second you spend watching it is going to be different from every other second you spend watching it. If you're going to give me one adjective to describe the experience of watching it. I mean, I would say awesome, but that word is so overused that mm-hmm. it loses its effect. But I was literally in awe of what okay. I was looking at. That's fantastic. So you're just standing there seeing a wonder. Of standing nature. there, not being able to breathe. Yeah. Like genuinely could have killed myself in that setting. Uh, freezing to the extent where it, it burnt my face and uh, I had little bits of frost on my eyelashes. Uh, it was incredibly cold, but I did not care. Extraordinary. Well, that's, that's a heck of a memory, but it doesn't end there because apparently there were also sled dogs. Yeah, that was also the next day. I'm kind of putting this whole one perfect day into like three days. That's okay. Yes. We're going we're, we're gonna to do all right here. So the next day, <laughs> you roll over and wake up and mm-hmm. where are you? Back at the hotel, or did you stay yeah, up north? Yeah, I went back to the hotel. Okay. Um, there's nowhere to stay up there. I okay. Not that I saw, at least. All so. right, so you're back, back in We go back to the hotel. Um, you know, I think I actually... I, got, I had a train trip at some point during this, and I think the train trip may have been to the area where I went dog sledding. Okay. So uh, this train trip was beautiful in that it was just through the Alaskan countryside, basically, mm-hmm. and it was snowing the whole time. So. You're, you're kind of stretching the whole very, very or pretty good day aesthetic here. It's into three days. The, the, it's a... It's a Days are different in Alaska. That's well, I mean, if you... Or Australia. The day that I count as the very good day is the Aurora Borealis day. Exactly. That's the good day. Time in Alaska, 72-hour days. You didn't know There you go. It's very dark. It's why that international dateline exists. Exactly. All right. So, (laughs) sled dogs. Yes. So, I get on this train, uh, which just is the most scenic, beautiful thing that I've ever seen. There's mountains everywhere the whole time. And then, yeah, we get on a bus. We go to... uh, 
be these sled dogs. So we get out of the, this van and there are these dogs just barking in the yard um, because they all just apparently just love people. And they know that when people arrive, it means that some of them are going to go sledding. And they're like, all right, they sledding crazy time. excited. Uh, also very cute. A lot of them, they wear socks so that their feet don't get cold. They wear dog socks? Yeah. So they, they each have their own little houses and they wear dog socks and... It's super cute. Aww. They all bark at you very happily, and they're really happy that you're there. Um, Didn't know they wore yeah. dog socks. They wore, yeah, dog socks. And so we started by being introduced to a new litter of uh, puppies, Alaskan Huskies. Okay. Which, I mean, obviously, also naturally, the best day ever is every day I've ever encountered a puppy. Yeah. Um, and then kind of get to meet your your team of of sled dogs, and they introduce you to the the dogs one by one. You can pat them, and then they put you on the sled, and you just you just sit in it. And these dogs just go for a run. Do you remember any of the dogs' names? I actually don't. I feel like the the leading lady might have been Daisy, actually. Daisy. Yeah. Who is who is your favorite fictional dog? Who's a oh. fictional dog you love? I really I have a fondness for dog meat because of nostalgia. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I get that. That's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, also, Lupus from Jet Force Gemini. Oh, so look at that's a good dog. You're the best. Thank you. No problem there at all. I, uh, I there's a lot of great dogs out there. I do think that that dog from Up that's like a hit under the oh, porch that dog because is great. I love you. Like, yeah, love so that's much. a good dog. That's a good dog. They're all good dogs, that's Brent. A, they are good dogs. <laughs> good so dogs, then Brent. the dogs pull, and you're on the sled, and the dogs take. Is there like a co-driver or anything, or is just... yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, okay. I was sitting, and there's a guy behind me who is basically directing the dogs. Okay. Um, but I mean, not. You know, Meanwhile, I, you are queen of the sled. Yeah, I'm just sitting there being chased around by these incredibly happy dogs yeah. uh so there is one thing they don't tell you about dog sledding which is that the dogs poop while they run okay. they don't stop so some people can get hit by poop oh that did not happen to me that did not they happen did not to you but poop. you can get struck that by the... is a thing because wow. they just keep running they don't stop i'm trying to imagine what that's like not not being struck by the feces but what it's like to poop while running never really done that that's a very good question yeah i don't think i want to find out i mean but... horses don't even what do they? I don't know. Maybe I do. I try to know as little of horses as I can because they terrify me and they're mean. But do they poop while running? I mean, I just don't know. I don't know much about that. I, know I have no idea. Very little about animal poop, to tell you the truth. Um, and I'm kind of proud of that. <laughs> but I, uh, I do wonder what it's like to poop while running. <laughs> do you have any stories about pooping while running? No. I, Let us I, know. I, yeah. Please, <laughs> please don't. Please don't. So, Alana, you, uh, you, you, you don't get pooped on. What's no. the experience of riding in a dog sled like? Uh, sans poop. Okay, so we're in this just beautiful open field that has forestry everywhere and a few houses on the hillsides, but for the most part is just an expanse of white, which just the snow, just everywhere. And I'm someone who, I, you know, I've been skiing and snowboarding in Australia and in New Zealand, but I have never seen as much snow as I saw in Alaska. Yeah. And it was such an beautiful, a beautiful environment. But it's also like, you know, added to having these crazy excited dogs in front of you that when you get on the sled they have to really calm them down because they want to run so bad they're like yeah. all right you're not allowed to leave yet and these dogs just want to run so badly it's just like it's it's fast there's like wind in your hair it's it was beautiful let me ask you this mm -hmm. you ran with sled dogs you saw the aurora borealis above the arctic circle you were having a crappy stressful time and your answer to it was to go to a place in America that most Americans will never visit. Mm -hmm. You made it happen. You did that. Did it do what you wanted it to? You know, I don't remember being stressed after that point. <laughs> so I think yes. Yeah. In that 
I still remember that that trip and that day where I saw the Northern Lights as one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen. And since then, every time someone asks me my favorite place in the U.S., it's always Alaska. And every time I talk to someone about it, I tell them to go there. <laughs> if you haven't been to Alaska, go to Alaska. Got to go to Alaska. It's just so beautiful. I, I want to go back in the summer at some point, too. Oh, yeah. I'd I've love heard. to. You can go, like, kayaking. I don't know if that's the right word, but... um. Basically, you can see the glaciers while they're falling. Oh, wow. And it's supposed to just be this incredible thunderous sound. That but but don't can... pet the Kodiak bears. We didn't see any bears. Yeah, don't, don't pet them. Don't do that. That's over here. Yeah. They don't like that. No bears. Still, seeing the glaciers. Apparently, the moose are pretty brutal, too. Yeah, I, I've heard moose can't really be tamed. Uh, mm. I don't know if that's true, but that's, that's what I've heard, I, which I, I kind of like that idea. Moose can't be tamed. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like the idea. It's like, okay, fine. That sounds like a good punk band. Moose can't be tamed. Yeah. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> my uh, my punk band name that I, I, I've never, I don't sing or play an instrument, mm-hmm. um, but my imaginary punk band name is Nurse Ratchet. Um, that's good that's, too. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, no, I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's what be, in my, be in my band, definitely. Uh, you are a remarkably introspective person. I, I, I'm very privileged to know you. You're very thoughtful. You think about things and you come back with thoughts about them. What are your thoughts on stockpiling memories, Alana? Going and making memories. I mean, do it? Do you think, I mean, do you do it intentionally? Is it something, do you, do you do things to experience them then and then go back to them in the mind's eye? Or is it more just a matter of what the moment is and then it happens to become a memory later on? That's a very good question. Um, no, I, I think I do it because I want to experience it. I don't think I look at things as wanting to do it for the memory. Yeah. Um, and I also, I would say that I look at traveling as a, I want to look at this place, not a, I want to cross this place off of my list, or this is a thing I need to accomplish before I die. Okay. So I'm going to Gamescom this year, or yeah. almost definitely, and I was thinking of extending my trip because I've always wanted to go to Belgium, and it's around my birthday. So I'm thinking about going to Belgium for a couple of days oh, around my birthday. That sounds great! Yeah. It's oh. also, I'm turning 24 this year, and it's on the 24th, Oh, that. so it's my golden birthday. Naturally, I should spend it in Belgium. Yeah, that, absolutely. Belgium, well known for its... Chocolate? Chocolate, not architecture. Gold, but, but architecture and chocolate, yeah. And other wonderful things. Yeah. Occasionally being invaded by, by Germany. That's happened. That's yes. happened every now and then, a few other things. But by and large, Belgium, pretty groovy place. Yeah. Place I've always wanted to go. Well, the place, the, the way that I tend to choose places that I want to go is uh, a draw sometimes. And the way that I look at it is... Uh, I, I want to draw in this place. Like, I literally just want to sit in a park in Belgium and mm-hmm. draw. I have a dream. Um, Angie, since she was a little girl, uh, her grandmother had a map, and she would fix... It wasn't a map, pardon me. It was a globe mm-hmm. that she would play with. And on that globe, she found Luxembourg, Luxembourg. The city of Luxembourg and the nation of mm-hmm. Luxembourg. Her entire life, she has dreamed of going to Luxembourg, Luxembourg. <laughs> uh, that is something I want to make happen as soon as possible. That would be amazing. Uh, just, just go to Luxembourg, Luxembourg. Don't have to go anywhere <laughs> else in Europe, even though I really want to. But, but it had to be one place. Specifically there. Luxembourg, Luxembourg. That's Luxembourg awesome. With her, I think that would be <laughs> just about the best thing possible. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for no, coming no up pretty day. Thank you for having me. If you uh, have pretty good days you want to tell us about, uh, give us a short account on mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. Send it to mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com, and uh, maybe we'll read it. Let us know if that's okay by you. And uh, thank you so much for watching, listening, uh, supporting the show. You can find Alana all over the place, once again, at the YouTubes. Uh, the, 
at, at all of the social medias at Charolanazad. And That's I'm right. sorry that I took up three days. And also, I don't mind at all. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, your day job, you... Uh... Oh, yeah, I work at IGN. Yeah. Um, I'm on a couple of podcasts there, and I also do a lot of our toys, uh, science, and cosplay coverage. Science! For science is fun. Science oh, for science. <laughs> uh, so, folks, until next time, uh, thank you again so much for being here, and uh, have a pretty good day. Mm-hmm.